Alright, welcome to February 24th on Joe's Daily Yoda's History Lesson. I'm your host, Joe DeCrucifaro. And I've returned from a week-long retreat from Indian Wells, California, near Palm Springs, for basically a week-long biology meets quantum physics type retreat, I guess you could call it. It was very fascinating. Anyway, I haven't had time to work on my YouTube channel, and in fact, just when I thought I was making progress with the video editing software program... I ran into trouble with some of the features, and so I'm trying to fix that. It's what I get for using cheap stuff. So I apologize for that, but I know I'm getting close, so bear with me. It's going to be awesome. As far as my plans to rename this podcast is concerned, somebody suggested that I could change it to Joe's American Freedom Forces. I thought about that, but I thought it sounded a little bit like I talked too much about the military, and this show covers all spectrums of America. As much as I love talking about the military, it's much more than that. So Joe's Daily American Freedoms is the front runner. What a great example of freedom. I can call this podcast whatever I want. Or whatever you want. Great patriotic American listener. Thanks for your involvement on the Facebook page, by the way. Facebook.com slash Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. And on today's episode, Andrew Johnson will get impeached. The DNA Identification Act is introduced. The First Amendment will be protected in the People vs. Larry Flint. And Ray Charles will get a post office dedicated to his honor. So, let's get started. Let's do this. 1868. Johnson is impeached. The Taylor of Tennessee, Democratic VP Andrew Johnson, accidentally became president after Republican President Abe Lincoln was assassinated. That alone was an amazing tale of American politics. He once stated that this was a country for white man and shall be as long as he was president. The radical Republicans who controlled Congress enacted the Reconstruction, which protected newly freed slaves and punishment for slave owners and ex-Confederates. Instead, Sir Vito came up with his own plan to exonerate ex-Confederates stand in the way of any civil rights for former slaves, and bring back seceded states as gently as possible. The Republican knew that they would get nowhere with Johnson in office, so they passed the Tenure of Office Act, which prohibits the president from removing officials confirmed by the Senate without senatorial approval, and written specifically for President Johnson and his Secretary of War, Edwin M. Stanton. Stanton and Johnson would test this new act, He had Stanton, a radical Republican, removed from office and replaced him with Ulysses Grant. The Senate overruled this decision, and Johnson dismissed Stanton entirely, forcing Stanton to physically lock himself into his office. On February 24th, 1868, the House officially impeached President Johnson, and the Senate would hold his trial. Johnson carried himself well during the 11-week trial and promised to play nice with Congress. Well, at least nicer. He squeaked by his removal from office by one vote, then continued to fight the radical Republicans until Grant would take over as president. 1993, DNA Identification Act is introduced. Now we have these giant databases called CODIS and ENDIS that hold our genetic codes. Let me back up. The concept of using DNA as part of evidence to convict a criminal started to become a necessity by 1989 with the Technical Working Group on DNA Analysis Methods. 
The idea of simply using a strand of hair, drop of blood, or swab of saliva could instantly link a suspect to a crime was the breakthrough of crime fighting of the 20th century. Say what you will about how former FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover would have handled DNA, because that's neither here nor there. The conversation needed here is about the Fourth Amendment, or prohibited search and seizure. The FBI claimed that according to federal law, criminal justice agencies are the only branches that have access to CODIS and ENDIS, and that the access is strictly for law enforcement and criminal defense only. In 2013, the Supreme Court ruled in the case Marilyn v. King that the collection of DNA from those arrested but not convicted just yet of a crime is a warranted part of the police booking procedure and therefore a reasonable collection. 1988. The First Amendment is protected in the case of Hustler Magazine versus Larry Flint. In 1983, Liberal Larry and his magazine had posted a satire of the conservative Reverend Jerry Falwell having an incestuous encounter with his mother in an outhouse. Falwell sued the porn mag for 200 grand and won until Flint appealed the case to the Supreme Court, who reversed the decision unanimously, eight to nothing, in favor of Flint and in defense of freedom of speech. Finally, 2005. A post office near the Los Angeles studio where Ray Charles recorded much of his music was renamed after the R&B legend. A federal bill was signed by U.S. President George Bush to rename the post office. Charles died in June 2004 at the age of 74, suffering from acute liver disease. And that wraps up February 24th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Once again, I'm Joe DeCristoforo, your host. Be sure to check out tomorrow's program to talk about the Legal Tender Act. Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, P.T. Barnum and Friends, plus all sorts of great sports news. So until tomorrow, be sure to check out the website, joesdailyushistorylesson.com. Leave a comment on the comment board. Let me know what you think, or just check out some of the multiple choice quizzes. So thanks for being great patriotic Americans, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow.